This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 39, Comic Reviews for the week of December 26, 2012. Welcome back to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode number 39. We're looking at the comics that were released the week of December the 26th, which is a very small week. And today I am I am your host, actually, Adam Chapman. I should introduce myself. I am a reviewer for uh, CXPulp.com, also uh, CGMagazine.ca, uh, and also the host of Comic Shenanigans. Today I'm joined by my very lovely wife, Kelly Chapman. And she's just going to be running through some of the comics today. Uh, sometimes uh, we like to do a segment called... First Impressions. And basically, uh, I do the same thing I do every week, which I come home and I show Kelly the uh, covers to the various comics that came out that I bought. And she says, yay, nay, if they're good, bad, ugly, etc. And uh, if it's Venom, the answer is always ugly. Why do you hate Venom? I don't know. The covers are just terrible. Uh, this was a small week. There was only... I mean, not Manhattan Project's terrible. <laughs> Let's just clarify. Wow. Okay. Uh, from the big two, there was five comics that came out this week. Two from Marvel, three from DC. Very, very tiny week. Uh, we'll start off with the big ticket item for this week. Uh, and by big ticket, I mean it's a seven ninety nine comic. Ooh, I like it. It's Amazing Spider-Man number 700. It looks like a Where's Waldo cover. It kind of does. Um, <laughs> now, there's many different covers, so I, I don't know which ones the readers are going to have. But the, the basic one the that readers. I have... The readers. The listeners, who are also who are readers. also the readers. Yeah, I think it counts. Um, basically, it's a cover with many different um, renditions of Spider-Man, basically forming uh, Spider-Man's uh, eye, or like the area around his eye. And then you have v- the various versions of Venom making up the, the blue-slash-black around his eye. And then in the white, you have uh, supporting characters from the past 50 years. It's a pretty cool cover, actually. Parker! Yep, J. Jonah oh. Jameson's one of them. Captain America. Captain America's there. Green Goblin. You just like picking out all the people you know. Yeah. <laughs> Plus a lot of Spider-Man. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm. Do you like this cover? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah? So you would yeah. say, Is yay? that Black Cat? Which Who's one? That? Uh, no. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, I think that's Gene DeWolf. Oh. It's hard. To, it's hard. To, it's hard to make out who's who, unfortunately. Sometimes. It's a bit, uh, I mean, it's it's a black and white cover. Um, so it's a good cover. Um, it's really good. I would yeah. pick this up for sure. For sure. Yep. Uh, sold. No. <laughs> sold. You're, you're sold yeah. on it. Oh wait, this is an eight dollar comic. It's eight dollars. Okay, I wouldn't buy it. You but wouldn't I buy would it? definitely pick it up. <laughs> so you would pick it up, look at it, and say, "Holy crap, it's eight dollars." Eight dollars. Now that being said, I think it's got a hundred pages of new content. Mm. Um, so the lead story is written by Dan Slott with artwork by Humberto Ramos. Um, the basic premise of the story is Spider-Man is currently in Doc Ock's body, Doc Ock is in Spider-Man's body, and they have a fight. I mean, that's basically the premise. Uh, it's the Sinister Six versus Spider-Man, and the idea that Doc Ock has outthought Spider-Man every step of the way. Uh, sorry, Doc Ock in Spider-Man's body has outthought Sp- Spock, I guess. It's very confusing to try and describe what's happening. It's kind of a brutal issue. There's a lot of violence, um, but it's, it's a cool battle between basically a dying... Doc Ock body versus a Hale and Hardy Spider-Man body. That's the least confusing way of describing it. Uh, what do you think of the artwork, Kelly? It's okay. Pretty you know, good. It's pretty good? Well, I always find this book to have good artwork. So, it's good, but I don't. it's not above... Not above average? Ooh, that's a good shot. Um, She's talking about the shot at the very end when uh, the, the, the Doc Ock body dies. And Spider-Man's ooh, standing spoilers. above it. Spoilers! It's a bit of a spoiler. Uh, basically, the next this is going to be leading into uh, the Superior Spider-Man, which is a new book coming from Marvel. And this is going to be 
Spider-Man with Doc Ock in his body? Yes. That's weird. That's the new so, thing. Okay. Now the oh, there's actually a, that's a, Black Cat. See, a, yeah, there's, I can a, recognize. there's a variant cover gallery that's uh, here as well. There's a an unused variant which I believe went for nine hundred dollars. Is that the Amazing Fantasy one? It's ba- the original based on the Amazing Fantasy cover. It's the unused Amazing Fantasy fifteen cover. Oh. Um, because it's got the same narration on it as the original uh, comic head, but it's a variant edition of seven hundred, which apparently went for nine hundred dollars on eBay, which is insane. Uh, then there's a regular cover. <laughs> I'm complaining about eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, eight bucks doesn't seem so bad now. It seems right? pretty good now. Uh, my favorite cover is actually the. Uh, it's by a guy named Marcus Martin, and it's kind of got a Happy New Year celebration with Spider-Man fighting, I think, the Vulture, and everyone ready to spend New Year's. Yeah. It's, it's it's a very quiet cover as compared to all the rest, which are much more loud. Um, now there's also. There's a ton of variants. There's one by Olivier Coipel, which is all right. I, the Joe Quesada one's kind of boring. I really like this one. It's got Spider-Man swinging by the city, and the city's made up of all the different names that have been on Spider-Man based on their contributions. So you have Stanley as a big name, and it makes up the skyline. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting... It's cool. You like that one? Yep. Uh, there's a backup story here, uh, which I wasn't a huge fan of. I'm trying to find the artist, and I can't find it anywhere. There's two backups. There's also a blackout one. Yeah, Kelly's just shaking her head. The artwork for the Black Cat backstory is, uh, well, it's different. Yeah, it's very different. The first, go with different. The first... It looks very old. Yeah. Like it reminds me of, like... It's called the Black Cat Storybook Adventure. Yeah. And it looks like that. Uh, the first backups by J.M. DeMatteis, who's a classic Spider-Man writer, and with artwork by Giuseppe Camincoli, who's a regular contributor to Amazing Spider-Man. And then there's Date Night, which is the Black Cat Storybook Adventure by... J- Jen Van Meter and Stephanie Buscema. You know what that reminds me of? That those shots of Black Cat there. What? For some reason, it's giving me this like nineteen, I don't know, fifties like TV show vibe. Like okay. I feel like we're we're looking at a comic of Bewitched. Okay. I don't know, something about this artwork. That's what it's that. making me think of. Okay, that's an that's an interesting point. That's actually intriguing. Um, and then one of my favorite things about any of these anniversary issues they do is they do this cover gallery of Amazing Spider-Man 1 to 700. So you have 700 different covers, and that's when you realize how long you've been collecting. Because <laughs> I think I've been collecting consistently Spider-Man since Amazing Spider-Man 419. I had bought issues before that, but that's when I consistently started purchasing. So I have bought almost 300 issues in a row. Ouch. Uh, and yeah, isn't that kind of crazy? It is. And then uh, I think Stanley actually answers the uh, letters column here. Oh, that's nice. So it does feel okay, like you get... Okay, maybe I'd pay $8 for it, it. it. You get a lot of story. You have the main story. You've got two full backups. You've got some previews of Superior Spider-Man. You've got cover galleries. You've got uh, Stanley answering letters. It's it, You know, it's, it's a nice package <laughs> overall. And what's, uh, what's the rating that we gave this? We uh, and you? I, I gave it an 8. I'm not sure how I feel about it going forward, but it's... You a, give a lot of eights. I do give a lot of eights. It's a fitting end. I don't... A lot of people are really pissed off about this. Uh, they're like, you know, what's the point of reading this book? I don't want... I don't want... The, I guess, at the end of the day, I don't for one moment believe that Peter Parker's really dead. And I feel like there's a back door that they've ridden in. And that we're going to get him back and Doc Ock will be out of his body at some point. So, it's hard for me to really kind of buy into that version of the hype. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like... It just kind of worked out that, you know, it was the 700th issue, we're ending it, we're killing off Peter Parker. Yeah, whatever. I'll believe it when I see it. Like, 
I, 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 as I said, I've been buying almost 300 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. There have been a lot of bait and switches along the way. I don't really buy it, but you know what? It's not a bad story. A lot of people are, are pre- uh, approaching it as if Dan Slott has shit on their childhood and ruined their character. You know what? He'll be back eventually. And I mean, if, if, you, if you get upset that often about changes to Spider-Man status quo, you probably aren't even reading this book anymore. I mean, right. One More Day happened. Clone Saga happened. These things happen, and eventually things go back to the status quo. It's just the way it is. Uh, plus, you have a character who may or may not realize that that Spider-Man, that Doc Ock's mind is in the body. So, although I am creeped out by Peter Parker making moves in Mary Jane because it's not really Peter Parker; it's Doc Ock. Creepy. That's a little creepy. Uh, brings us, so that's an eight out of ten. Our second book of the week is Avenging Spider-Man fifteen point one. I haven't been picking up this book, but I picked it up because I was I was intrigued to see what type of story they were going to tell. This is actually technically the first Superior Spider-Man story. It's it's basically the day later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't ask me about the cover. I didn't ask Why you about the cover. Why am I even sitting here? Sorry. What do you think about this cover? 15.1. I like it. It's very kind of classic. Yeah. It's it's good. It, it has an old feel to it. Well, it's because it's got all these old school yeah, 1960s Yeah, but I images. like it. I would definitely pick it up. Uh, yeah. It makes you wonder what it, what's going on here. It's good. I like it. And it's written by Christopher Yost with artwork by... You can tell when we, we record these late at night because my opinions are I like it and I don't like it. <laughs> is that uh, how you can tell? Yeah. So basically here, uh, it's Peter... Uh, it's, I don't know a good short form. I guess I'm just going to call him Spock. Okay. Doc Ock is Spider-Man. It makes most of my sense. Yep. So Spock is... It's the next day. He's already... You know, Spider-Man... Uh, like Peter Parker's already dead. Um, so it's basically him kind of deciding... You have to do air quotes. Air quotes? Dead. Is, yeah, sorry. He's making air, air quotes. But it's, an inter- it, it's the first step towards him becoming the superior Spider-Man and, and realizing that as much as he's kind of looked on Peter Parker a certain way for everything he's done and hasn't done with his life, he's also able to be very critical of what he did in, in his own life as Doc Ock and that now he's going to be someone different. I don't know how I feel about these weird talons on uh, Spider-Man's... Uh, on kind of hands, he has these yeah. weird rips, as well as on his feet, and they've kind of changed the costume a little bit, just to, and if you look at it, it almost rem- resembles the goggles that Doc Ock wears. Yeah, the eyes look weird. Um, but, you know, it, it's a, it's it's not a bad read. I haven't really been reading Avenging Spider-Man, because it's not really all that important, and although it started off kind of cool, it's degenerated into meaningless team Dear ups. writers of Avenging Spider-Man, your book's not important. It's not. Signed, Adam Chapman. It's not. It's become... It's become more and more unimportant, but this issue felt like it meant something. This is, I mean, as much as I'm really looking forward to Superior Spider-Man, this is where it really all starts, and we're really getting to see how Doc Ock's kind of figuring out how he's going to be a better Spider-Man, and, and how he actually does want to be a hero in his own way, but he wants to be better at it than Peter. So it's 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 cool. It's interesting. You know what? If they're going to run with this, they might as well run with this as far as they can go, and this is a good step. Hmm. I gave this an 8 out of 10 as well. Oh. I know. I'm just eight. doling out those 8s. Um, yeah. Now is it is an eight on an eight dollar comic better than an eight on a three dollar comic? That's a good point. You know what? Are we I, averaging the scores? To be honest, by price? I yeah, I enjoyed Avenging Spider-Man a lot more than the other one. So the it might one, be an eight point five. I yeah, maybe. I I think the um, Amazing Spider-Man was okay on a technical level, but it left me a little bit cold because it kind of felt like we know knew where we were where we were going with it. Whereas Avenging Spider-Man felt more new and exciting, and that's what makes me more excited about for Superior Spider-Man. Hmm. So I guess it's an eight point five compared to the eight. All right then. Uh, next up is. Uh, but your book's not important. Nope, not important. <laughs> 
Um, well, I think this is Yost's first issue, so he's oh. a writer who could really make it. So good. he won't be offended. No. Okay. Cool. Uh, then the the next comic we were looking at is Justice League number fifteen. Uh, now all the fifteen issues were supposed to come out this month, but because it was a weird shipping month, a bunch of them were delayed uh, for the first week of January. So people who like Flash, which is a fourth week book, that's been delayed. Uh, so Justice League 15 by Jeff Johns with Ivan Reyes jumping on with artwork. A bold new era begins. This is part one of a crossover. What do you think of the cover, Kelly? I like it for a few reasons. Is it because Aquaman's front and center? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I heart Aquaman. Um, <laughs> I like it because I like ensemble covers. Okay, I like, yeah. But I like when all the characters are good. They don't just do like one good character and then add some like shitty background character art. <laughs> um, everyone here has been given, you know good like it's everyone's equally my only good. problem with the cover is uh shazam being on it because he's not on the team i was just all. gonna say i don't know who that is but uh, it makes sense he used to be called captain marvel now he's just called shazam because i think they've given up on trying to because there's a lot of confusion because they lost the copyright to the captain marvel oh. as a title so they could call they could call the character captain marvel but they could never name his book that because marvel had the copyright is he like booster gold no, he's cool. He's been around since the 1940s. <laughs> you just admitted that Booster Gold wasn't cool. <laughs> Shut up. That's not nice. Uh, so Cyborg's on here, Wonder Woman. I do think there's a bit too much white space on this cover. You don't um, like that. Which I don't like. And when you first pulled it up, I thought we were going to have a little Trinity moment because I saw Wonder Woman and a bunch of white space. <laughs> uh, and Superman was yep. there. Well, I mean, Batman's there too. But it's not that bad. I no. just, I find, I don't appreciate the laziness of a white background. Fill okay. it in, color it. Yeah. I don't care. Polka dots. Do something. I yeah. don't like white books, generally I d- speaking. I do like having Aquaman very prominent on the cover. Ivan Reyes is just coming off of a stint actually illustrating the Aquaman book. Aquaman does look awesome, though. He does look Compared awesome. Compared to everyone else, especially. Like, yeah. Superman's Superman like, looks pretty I'm Superman. And Batman's like, I'm Batman. Well, Batman looks look like at an, Aquaman. Yeah. He looks good. Wow, Shazam looks happy. Yeah, well. Uh, so this is part one of a crossover. Now, there's an alternate cover. No. I really... You don't like Whoa. the alternate cover? It's like... Well, I guess so. It's almost like a pastel color, and you got Superman, like, punching a tidal wave, which actually seems very Superman for some reason. Yeah. And Batman saving a child. Cyborg, I, I'm sorry, you shouldn't, shouldn't be fighting water. You're no. basically a, a Aquaman metal man. wins, though. So. Aquaman. And, like, Flash running into the water? Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a smart plan. And then there's a black and white variant, and then there's a slightly disc... Mis- uh, See, I like that better. I think this it's is the digital basically color. basically the same, but they put some background in. I think Even this if is... it's mostly just color and some, like, electric lines yeah. or whatever. It looks a lot better, actually. Yeah, it looks a lot it better. It pops a little bit less, but it has no, more... No, no. It's better. Then there's Plain an, and simple. There's another variant cover, which is them underwater, which is more of a Superman cover, which I don't really like that much. And, uh... Now, the artwork on this book is extremely vibrant. Um, and uh, one of the things... I, I really don't like that they're putting together, um... Superman and Wonder Woman as like this forced couple, and like, they had this big makeout like two issues ago. But here we have actually something that I thought was the most human moment we've seen Clark do in the whole New Fifty Two, where he takes Diana to the, the to Smallville and he puts on glasses and like it's all about perspective. And so he ruffles his hair and he turns into Clark, and then he takes off his glasses and gives them to Wonder Woman as to that she should take a shot. And then we have a lot of action stuff in this issue where um, there's a lot of, you know, basically a lot of cities in the, are about to get flooded, including Gotham. Uh, but then you also have this quiet moment in Metropolis where Diana and Clark are having a date. And I didn't think I'd like them together, but having them together and them just wearing glasses and being normal humans actually seemed really cool. Normal humans. 
And then and there's some extremely striking artwork here where you have uh, a tidal wave hits Metropolis. Oh, that's a good shot. Well, the Superman ripping off his shirt. This is It's a job for us. And him and Wonder Woman running outside. She's wearing a skirt. Uh, she was wearing regular clothes, and apparently uh, her, her lasso... Her costume's, like, half-changed? Apparently, yeah. Oh. And just seeing them, like, picking up an aircraft carrier She reminded together. me of She-Ra there for a second. She-Ra, a little bit? She-Ra. Yeah. And just them trying to save everyone they can. It's And very vibrant, great issue. I really enjoyed it. I'm excited for this storyline. I'm not sure how I feel about this book kind of getting waylaid by a crossover, but you know what? It's cool to have an Aquaman crossover because a lot of the characters haven't been feeling like themselves from their original their own books when they're in Justice League, so this feels like we're finally getting more of a connection. Uh, random side note. What's yeah. the name of that guy on Young Justice who stole Aquaman, Aqualad's girlfriend? Uh, you know Aqualad's what I mean? girlfriend. Remember in like... We were watching, was it Young Justice? I think so. And Aqualad is going to go and, like, not live in the Waterland. Oh, And, like, yeah. his, like, girlfriend or Garth. whatever is going to be with his best friend. Garth. Garth. See, Garth is actually, well, pre-New 52 was Aqu- the real Aqualad. Like, oh. they made that new Aqualad for the cartoon. So he didn't steal his girlfriend. Well, no. The other two are always meant to be together in terms of what I, what I know. Garth or Aqualad? Garth and Tula. Garth is Aqualad. But he's not in the TV show. Not in the TV show. Okay. A little confusing. So, Aquaman stole Aqualad stole Garth's identity <laughs> for the gets show. Gets to be the superhero, but doesn't get the girl. But doesn't get the girl. Correct. Sorry, I don't know. Random side note. Okay. Uh, I so I gave Justice League an eight, an eight and a half. I really. I know it's. I I gotta <laughs> vary it up. Don't worry, I will. Uh, Aquaman fifteen is uh, written by Jeff Johns as well, with artwork by Paul Pelletier. I really enjoy. Now, what do you think of this cover? This is, you know, uh, it's perfect. Well, I like it because it's Aquaman, and he's awesome. But with the blood dripping down his face, it's kind of weird. Um, I don't like. Look no, at Wonder Woman's all look like sad looking. Angriness. I don't like the angriness of Aquaman. Okay. And the blood. But it's... I do look like the shininess of his costume, <laughs> uh, and the bad guy looks scary, which is good. It's his for brother. Bad guys. It's his brother. Whatever, he's still a bad guy. Yeah, he's the Emperor of Atlantis. You can see in his face. Uh, Wonder Woman looks very distraught. Yeah, she does. But at least she looks alive, whereas <laughs> Batman and Superman don't look so good. No, now there's an, there's an alternate cover, which I Terrible. believe is... Terrible. Okay, so we should point out that we're looking at these covers, some of them anyway, the ones that Adam didn't purchase, um, on the laptop. So he has to scroll to show me the whole image. And at one point, there was nothing. The entire screen of the laptop this is like a 17 inch laptop yeah it's all white all white there's nothing Terrible. on this cover it just says Terrible. throne of atlantis yeah, i'm not even want to talk about it anymore Keep you don't, okay nope. here's another alternate why does everything have alternates this month uh dc does oh, a lot this of one's better this oh, one's better yeah well that's basically Except i think batman's killing aquaman it's not batman it's his brother oh this see is... he looks like batman there yeah okay he has an extra poke it's... on his head <laughs> it's ocean master Point. and he's trying to I guess. Okay, but you can see how it looked yeah, like Batman. It's by Jim Lee. Because you were scrolling really quickly. Yeah, and, and he's strangling Aquaman. And he's got that I'm Batman face. It makes. <laughs> yes, he does. Like he's gritting. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense that there's alternates because it's a big crossover. Okay. And then. So this picks up right where the last issue did with the, the giant tidal wave hitting Gotham. It's really. Actually, really creepy, but really cool imagery because you have the bat signal in the water is the only thing they can see. And the Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Bullock are saved by Aquaman as he's swimming through. Uh, really cool stuff. I'm liking where the storyline's going. I like that 
this is very much an Aquaman story, and Mira is awesome. Mira looks pretty. Yeah, she's, she's a tough chick. She's like extremely her. tough. This book, like, she's pretty badass. Although Aquaman does save her, and she does bleed from the nose, which is a common occurrence from X Men women in the X Men TV series. Whenever they do any, like, whenever Jean Grey would try and do do something with her powers, she go, "Oh, Scott." Doesn't that happen on um on Vampire Diaries? I think Bonnie bleeds from the nose when yeah. she does too much magic. Um, which is so they, it must be a real thing. Yeah. So uh, this is really enjoyable, and I like that uh, the idea that. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a Tower of Babel, and you'll remember, Kelly, we watched the Justice League Doom uh, movie, where Batman's plans were used to... Throw oh yeah, that Justice was League. awesome. Well, the idea here is that uh, all these plans have been drawn up. Aquaman, when he was in a different frame of mind a few years ago, drew up war plans against the surface world. And so his brother has basically used them to attack the surface world. Didn't we learn that this is a bad idea? Yes. We okay, did. everyone out there, don't draw up plans on how to defeat yourself. No. Not or a, your community, your team, your family, a, your friends. Yeah, it's not a good plan. Um, and so and I'm excited to see what Ocean Master does. I'm not a huge fan of what Pelletier's artwork looks like here. It's the roughest work from him I've ever seen. Usually he's very graceful, got really nice um, angles. Here it's very jarring. But I think that's part of it's because he's trying to adapt what Ivan Reyes was doing with this book. Um, anyways, I can't wait to see what happens next issue as we're seeing this big showdown uh, between Aquaman and Aquaman here is grabbing Batman by the throat. So let's see where they go from here. So cool. I gave it I gave it an eight. I know. Everything's eights. I enjoyed all four books so far. And I one, hope this last book has a bad cover because so far it sounds like I like everything. That never happens. Yeah, you've enjoyed every cover. Pretty much. I don't think you'll like this one. This one is Before Watchmen 404. We have Night Owl... Sorry, Before Watchmen Night Owl number 404. So we have Night Owl running forward, and then you got, I think, Rorschach on, on, in flames. Mm, it's not bad. The colors are bland. I don't bland. like it. It's kind of bland. But it's not bad. Like, I wouldn't be like, this is terrible. Why'd you buy this? Now, this book, I gave a 5 out of 10. Really? I know. It's that bad. I like J. Michael Straczynski. I love Andy Kubert. This is the worst... Andy Cooper work artwork I've ever seen. Send your hate mail to um, whatever. <laughs> now the alternate cover is not much better. No. Um, Although it has a half naked man. It's not really a half naked man. No, it's just it's some not. dude upside down. That was a tease. And then there's a bunch of variants, but they're slightly different. Uh, basically, well, I don't like the internal art. The interior artwork. Interior. There's the word I was looking for. Would you say? Internal. Now my problem <laughs> with this, and I know it's not even Andy Cooper's fault. It's the fact. Uh, the first few issues, I think, were inked by Joe Kubert, who's Andy Kubert's dad. He passed away, which is extremely sad. He was an, a legendary inker and, and penciler. Unfortunately, Bill, Bill Sinkowicz is the guy who's kind of stepped in to do the inks over Andy Kubert, and he's the worst pick possible because Sinkowicz has dirty, muddy lines. And you can see from, like, there's some weird nudity, by the way. And there's, like, some, like, inadvertent bush. Like, this book is un- is, is unfortunate. <laughs> And it, and basically, we, we learn more about this antagonist who is like this holy man. You and, don't have to keep it on the nudity. <laughs> sorry, it wasn't on purpose. I know, but it's like awkward nudity. I don't even want to. Because it was like weird, like kind of. No, we're not talking about it. Okay. Anyways, I didn't enjoy any of this. It doesn't even feel like a Night Owl story. Half of it's a story more about Rorschach being at the hands of this demented uh, religious man. Um, the artwork's not that good. The story isn't the. It, isn't that great? This doesn't even feel like the Night Owl that I know. Um, I don't. I like that we're seeing his uh, his uh, 
uh, not relationship, his partnership with Rorschach, but I don't like how they do it. The artwork is just not enjoyable. Like, are you liking any of this artwork? Nope. Like, we're just that kind of... That chick's hot, but other than that, I don't other like Other than it. that, yeah. Like, I, I can see parts of where Andy's a really good artist, but then then we get these horrible inks. The only cool kind of part is we have uh, this end is nigh um, sign show up that's used to help kill the bad guy. And fans of Watchmen will know that that becomes a very important sign to Rorschach because he ends up holding that for like the entire Watchmen book. Uh, that being said, of all the prequels, this is probably my least favorite. The best one was Minutemen. This is not enjoyable. Uh, five out of ten at best. Oof. Yeah, not good. Ouch, what a way to end it. Well, if you add them all together... We... They're still a pretty high average. Yeah, because overall it's, what, four, four eights and one... Or two eight and a halfs, or so that's you know not bad. I think overall it's like you're a, like I'm not doing the math. But it's not, pretty good. I'm not doing the math, but I think it's about around eighty percent for the week. Is like the average. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I guess not. It can't be. It'd be closer to seventy than eighty. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm bad at math. No, you're not. Well, today I am. Apparently, <laughs> it's late at night. Um, anyway, so those were the five comics. This is like the shortest uh, reviews podcast we've done so far. Do you have any special thoughts? Um, I'm glad it was a short week. Uh, and I'm glad that, you know, four to five were pretty good. Covers and stories, it sounds like. Since they all got eights or eight and a half. <laughs> they were good books. Yeah, Noah, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad it was a good week, even though it was a short week. So hopefully next week's just as good. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling. Venom comes out, so it won't be. Wow, why do wow. you hate Venom? I don't Venom? even have a clue if it comes out. I just made that up. Why do you hate Venom so much? I don't know. Is it a bad book? Because it bothers you. No, the cover, I just never like the covers. They're relatively the same. Yeah, maybe that's all it they is. They don't have a lot of variants. They don't change a lot. They're, they have a certain style, and they go with it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how I felt about Trinity. If you liked the style of those mm-hmm. covers, then you probably loved all of them, whereas I hated all of them. And I think you were reading that around the time we first started dating. Yeah, sounds about right. So I just remember seeing them in your room a lot and just... Not caring much for them? Not caring much for them. I sold my run of Trinity. That's good. I actually wanted to buy it in trade, though. I didn't. Don't worry. I mean, I don't I don't care. The trade would be better because there'd be less covers. <laughs> wow. Right? So there you oh, go. Cool, and on man. that note... And on that note, I guess that's our, our episode. So this has been episode 39 of Comic Shenanigans with uh, Adam Chapman and Kelly Chapman. Um, stay tuned. Uh, we have good, some great episodes coming up. Uh, episode number 40 will likely be... Likely. Will it be? Yes. What, what is it going to be? Announce it. Why are you be hating on me? I'm not hating on it. Send your hate mail to Adam Chapman. No. For how First he's of all, mean to his wife. If you, wow. If you want to email us at Comic Shenanigans, you can email us at Comic Shenanigans at gmail.com. Or like us on Facebook. Send us a message that way. I'm a little slow on getting back to Facebook messages, so I apologize in advance. Now, Kelly, our next episode, episode 40. Episode 40 uh, is a special treat. Um, sometimes these podcasts are heavy on the comic side, and sometimes they're heavy on the shenanigans side. So, uh... We're bringing it back to shenanigans. We're bringing it back to shenanigans. Uh, this episode features a special, special, special guest, uh, me. (laughs) And, uh, what we're doing is kind of a fun New Year's podcast. We're doing the ABCs of Awesome. Uh, so we're just gonna run through the alphabet with the list that I've made of some things that I find to be awesome, uh, and we're just going to see where that random list of 
awesomeness uh, takes us as far as conversation. So it will likely be for anyone who has listened to our pilot episode. Um, we basically just sat down and talked about some stuff. So it's going to be similar to that, uh, a little more structured because we do have a list of stuff that we're going through. You have a um, list. But it's going to be, I yeah, will, I have you not haven't seen, seen this list. I have not seen this list. Yeah. I will be able to respond organically. Yeah. I'm actually really excited about no, it. No, it should be a lot of fun. I haven't finished the list, but uh, we're like a good halfway there. So That's good. it should be. So that'll be episode 40. Um, for those who are looking forward to our upcoming episodes, we have episode 42. We'll be coming you out. Skip 41. Oh, that's uh, the reviews. Review podcast. Okay. So episode 42 will be coming out on January the 9th, and that will be our uh, Talking Hero Clicks January edition, hopefully with special guest, um, special guest Nathan Strzok and Leonor Alana. Leonor Alana will be making his first appearance in the podcast after numerous threats that he would eventually be on an episode just so he could debate Nate, um, and which should be exciting. And then we'll also have episode uh, 44 will be Paul Scorez, Nathan Strzok, and myself uh, go t- actually talking about amazing spider-man 698 to 700 what we think of the major changes that are going through and leading up to superior spider-man and then after that we'll be having episode 46 will be coming out i guess the um what's the math on that I don't know, the 23rd, maybe? Yeah, I think it's the 23rd. Uh, on the 23rd, we'll be having a podcast uh, where we talk about the first run of X-Force, not the most classic uh, Liefeld run, but the classic, uh, not the semi-classic modern um, Chris Yost version of uh, X-Force where Wolverine was uh, leading a strike team of assassins and what that was like. And then later on in the year, we'll be looking at Uncanny X-Force once all three of us have uh, read the entire uh, version of the series. Anyways, thanks again for joining us for this episode. Uh, I was your host. I am your host, Adam Chapman. And I'm Kelly Chapman. Thanks again for joining us for Comic Shenanigans. We'll see you next time.